AI in Action is brought to you by Aulis International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Our host brings you the leading minds in AI, sharing their story, their success, and their advice. Focusing on fast-tracking you to the top, AI in Action cuts through the hype to help you kickstart your data science career. To listen to the latest AI in Action podcast, head over to www.aldis.com forward slash podcast, or subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts. You're listening to AI in Action. I'm your host, JP Valentine. Our guest today is Saman Giri. Saman is the Director of Data Science and Consulting at Sidious Tech. Saman, welcome to the show. Thank you, JP. Glad to be here. Great. Um, let's start with a brief background of yourself, Saman. Can you talk us through your journey from when you first got started in technology, um, some of the roles you've held along the way, taking us up to your current position as the Director of Data Science for Sidious. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, just as I'm sure you've noticed with a lot of uh, data science leaders today, uh, my path isn't a typical one. Um, I started with physics, math. In grad school, I um, studied the problem of um, machine learning on uh, sensor data in residential settings. Um, this, was a, this was at Carnegie Mellon. Um, after that, I... Um, worked on a startup where I was a chief data scientist, where we were building algorithms to help utilities, the electric utilities in particular, um, to manage their demand side management programs and target um, users for energy efficiency programs. Um, after that, I did uh, kind of an 180 and moved on to healthcare. I held several roles at Aetna and Highmark, which is um, a blue, uh, blue Cross Blue Shield plan based out of Pennsylvania. Um, and as of a year and some, um, I've been working at Sirius Tech, uh, leading their data science proficiency. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for that. So tell us about Sirius Tech. Um, first and foremost, what, what the company does, what drew you to the, the position of director of data science, and then give us some insight into how you're utilizing data science to drive the business forward. So Sirius Tech is um, a health tech company. Um, that uh, serves client in the healthcare space along four verticals. So the four verticals are payers, which includes all of the insurance companies, uh, providers, which includes hospital systems and uh, physician practices. Um, then the third vertical is um, life sciences. So this includes pharmaceuticals and other life science companies. And the fourth vertical is med tech, which includes uh, medical, any company that is developing or building uh, medical devices in the healthcare space. Um, and we serve our clients along these verticals um, through uh, four different kinds of services. So one is application development, second is data platform management, third is products, and the fourth one, which I'm part of, is uh, data science and consulting. So we have a presence both in India and uh, the U.S. Majority of our customer base is in the U.S., but we have customers around the world as well. Um, and um, our leadership is based, our data science leadership is based both out of India and the US. Um, as part of the director, uh, as part of my role as director of data science, um, I do two primary functions. So one is along just leading client engagements for specific data science roles. Um, so this could inc include things like working with a CIO at a health organization to help um, establish a um, a center of excellence for data science, um, or this could include things like working with a VP of data science at a particular insurance company to help 
them with a specific use case that they have uh, that uh, needs data science to um, kind of take it to the next level. Um, and then my second role, the second hat I wear within Sirius Tech is kind of just leading analytic products. So I uh, work with uh, different um, uh, folks within um, the different proficiencies that I laid out earlier, like application development and uh, products and data platform to build um, analytic products that are geared towards the healthcare market. I see. Thank you for that. So quite a multifaceted role, interdisciplinary, but all under the broader banner of healthcare. Um, could you give us some insight into what a typical project would look like, so a recent one where you've had a, an impact for one of your clients, um, just to help us visualize the, the variety, but also what it means from client engagement right the way through to delivery, and then what happens on with your team and, and how you guys go about executing such a project? Two examples, because uh, I'll give you both ends of the spectrum. Um, and that's something to keep in mind in the healthcare space is your uh, the, the analytics in healthcare just runs the full gamut, right? Like, so if you think of it as a spectrum, there are some um, companies in the healthcare space that are just beginning to understand what the implications of data science and machine learning and AI for their businesses are. But then the, the other end of the spectrum, there are companies that are doing like really advanced stuff um, that is almost um, kind of replacing the need for a human being to be providing any clinical input. So because there is this wide spectrum, uh, we kind of have to position our cells based on what the client demands are. So I'll give you uh, more um, um, an example that kind of highlights uh, the more advanced nature of um, this first, and then I'll pick a more perhaps, uh, I don't want to say simple, but like less sophisticated example. So um, in terms of uh, a more complicated example, we worked with a client who uh, was working, who had uh, a significant investment in their claims adjudication platform, right? So for those that are not aware, claims adjudication is the method by which health insurance companies decide um, how a claim that has been filed by a provider should be paid, right? So for instance, if a claim, a provider submits a claim, part of the responsibility of paying that claim is on the insurer and part of it is on the member who took on that service. So uh, this particular client of ours had was struggling with um, like something called auto adjudication, basically the system, the automated system that is supposed to decide uh, how much should be paid um, by the member versus the payer uh, wasn't able to, it, it was a very legacy and old system, which is a common problem that you'll see in the healthcare space. So it wasn't able to adapt to the modern needs where um, the, there was multiple kinds of providers providing claims through different systems. So they uh, were in a position where they had to have human beings manually look at claims and then adjudicate it. Um, obviously this is not an effective solution. Um, this was a, at this particular company, um, roughly 25% of all of the claims that were coming in were being manually adjudicated. Um, so this is where we came in and um, as part of our um, engagement with them, um, we tried to look at whether what kind of solution would be appropriate so that they can drive their auto adjudication rate up. Now, we, did, we went in with a broad umbrella of digital innovation. So we didn't have a particular solution in mind when we first engaged with the, with the CIO of this particular system. Um, and once we looked at the data, once we looked at the problem, uh, we figured out that uh, this is a problem that is ripe for machine learning, right? So because claims follow a specific kind of data pattern, 
um, we ha we also had a lot of data that had been accumulated by the manual adjudicators who had been looking at uh, claims and then making decisions. So it was a very well-labeled data set. So we said, why don't we just create a proof of concept where we look at data from last year for around like five to six million claims um, and try to build a model and see if there is any predictability to be had here. Um, and uh, so fast forward uh, within a period of three months, uh, which is 12 weeks, we were able to turn around a POC that said um, there are a significant portion of these suspended claims. Actually, a machine is able to look at um, and then adjudicate automatically and make a decision. So we went ahead with that, operationalized it again. Um, and then again, the healthcare space, it's not the algorithm that is hard. It is actually implementing it and operationalizing it. That, that is the trickier part, just because you have to, uh, you run into issues of interoperability, security, um, just privacy, et cetera. So um, we scoped together an operationalization plan that took us uh, roughly the same amount of time. Um, so 12 weeks to operationalize it, and now it's fully functional and they are reaping the benefits of having the system in place. So the, the impact of that can't be understated, the sheer number of man hours, the efficiency and, and improving the, the patients processing of their claims is all oh, uh, evident there. That That's great to hear. Um, so talk to us then about your journey uh, to Sidious Tech. Um, obviously, you're, you're leading a team with, with multiple uh, projects on at any one time across all the different subsections of healthcare in which you touched on. How do you get strike the balance between the the, the leadership side of what you do, the client-facing consultancy, um, while also staying on top of, of what technology you, you need to use in order to, to help the client achieve its set goal? <laughs> so that is a hard question to answer. <laughs> um, so I don't know what that's. It's a, so to be honest with you, it's something I struggle with, right? Like, cause um, I have to wear different hats at different times. And I also have to keep on, um, like keep abreast of any new development that is happening, at least on the healthcare space um, and on the data science space as well. And healthcare, the domain itself is so complicated that uh, like just catching up is, is, is an ordeal in itself. Um, so the best uh, lessons I've learned so far is one, to have a great team and learn how to delegate on the product side, right? So um, as a data scientist, as, as somebody who kind of came up the ranks as a data scientist, who is a technologist at heart, it is very tempting for me to get involved and then design a solution and then build it or actually look at somebody's code and then like go line by line about efficiency and scalability and whatnot. So I've learned to kind of take a step back and let the people I've trusted to kind of work with me on this solution, do what they're good at. And as a leader, my job is just to delegate appropriately and make sure that roughly we're sailing towards the right direction. Um, now, as far as the client facing role goes, um, at least uh, for a company like us, which is uh, uh, for all intensive purposes of vendor, right? Like we engage with our customers as a vendor. Um, it is important to, uh, like there's two things that I need to convey. Like one is I need to convey um, the value of machine learning in whatever this engagement is. So we're trying to fight this battle of convincing that data science or machine learning is the right solution for whatever problem that we're talking about. So if we go back to the auto adjudication example, um, we could have just gone and said, you know what, let's change your the software of your uh, claims adjudicator and then let's, let's like build it from the ground up, right? 
or we could have said, you know what, let's make this a consulting engagement. Let's change the strategy. And instead of like 200 people looking at your claims, let's bring it down to 100 by just making the process efficient. Now, a competing hypothesis here was that, hey, why don't we do data science and like derive the gains out of this? So as part of my role, it is my job to convince our clients that uh, machine learning is the right solution with uh, amongst all of the competing ways to solve any given problem. And, and the second um, challenge I have when I um, engage with clients is uh, convincing them that our team and we are the right folks to deliver the solution, right? Um, and this is, I don't know if there's a silver bullet here, like part of it is just practice, part of it is um, just my personality. Um, and uh, some days are better than others, but uh, it, it's, it's a, um, it, it's a thing that I practice every. Listen, I I, I appreciate your honesty. I think everyone listening will relate to what you're saying. There, it's something that you work on, and it's difficult to get the balance right. I know every uh, data team leader will tell you that it's you're never perfect with it, but it's a constant skill that you work on. But it's good to hear from your insight and how you approach it with such clarity, your mind of of things that you need to focus on. Um. The first point you mentioned was building a great team. I, I would mm -hmm. love to get some insight into how you go about uh, identifying talent, and uh, specifically given um, the nature of Sidious Tech, where it is a wide variety of different clients and, and, and use cases, but also subject matter expertise within broader healthcare. So how have you gone about um, identifying talent? What do you look for when you speak to individuals? And for for potential future hires of yours, what can they be doing to, to interview effectively when speaking to you? That is a great question. So this is something I spend a lot of time uh, thinking about because um, hiring is something I take very seriously. Just because of the nature of our um, business, right? we have to look for people who are experienced. So we typically look for people who have had some exposure to healthcare because health data is a very specific kind of data. right? Um, like your claims will follow a certain kind of standard. Uh, if you go from a company, uh, one insurer to another insurer, more or less like the, the things or the fields will translate. Um, the provider data or your EMR, EHR data have a specific kind of structure. So we look for some sort of healthcare experience. Uh, we obviously look for fundamentals, right? Um, so do you have the right mathematical foundations? Do you know the basics of linear algebra? Do you know the basics of differential equation? Like things like that, like basics of programming, right? Like are you writing four loops to do something that could be written in one line using some sort of vector, a vector um, arrangement? So things like these are something I personally look for. Uh, what I've seen in the marketplace today is there is a tendency to kind of trick uh, potential interviewees by asking them complicated questions around programming or statistics that is like something that they could easily look up, right? I don't expect people to retain all of the, all of the machine learning and data science uh, knowledge that they have gathered during their schooling or their experience, but as long as they have the aptitude to just look up the right information and at the right source, right? Uh, that's something um, that I uh, value more. Um, so to enable this, what I typically do is I have a first round of screening um, interviews where I just ask them um, some fundamental questions and then I leave them with an assignment, right? These assignments are typically um, problems that we have uh, faced in our typical client engagements. So I give them um, 48 hours to maybe like four days um, to decide 
how they want to attack it. And usually these are open-ended questions. I let them Google whatever they want. I give them a data set uh, based on some publicly available information. And then they have to come back and present um, their findings almost as a case study, but using data science. So they, it's up to them, however sophisticated they want to make it. And I've typically found this is a great way to, one, standardize the interview process. And second, also not only test people for their aptitude and data science knowledge, but also for their independent independence, right? Like, can they actually take a unstructured problem and somehow kind of scope it in a limited amount of time and then package it and then um kind of convey it back to you um so that's basically what i've uh, th th that's the method that works for me and that's what i've settled on obviously i continue to tinker with it but that's the general framework that i follow it's really refreshing to hear that your approach not just because you standardize it to give each candidate a, a fair representation of what it's what it's like but also in how you set up you know really assessing what an individual would be like in the job rather than just how proficient they are with a particular tool. So that's great to hear. Um, final, final question for, for you um, is on your take on the evolution of data and AI and machine learning within the healthcare space. Um, you and I spoke about it previously. It's an area that you're incredibly passionate about, as am I. Um, but I want to get your take on it because you sit at a unique uh, junction where you're getting insight into um, uh, medical device, pharmaceuticals, insurance. So what are you most excited about as you look forward? Um, I am actually really excited about um, the, the imaging applications, right? Like, so there's a lot that has been done on imaging in other, um, like other domains. And a lot of that obviously translates to healthcare, specifically around cancer diagnosis um, and um, like just brain tumors and whatnot. So that is a, is a straightforward thing that can carry over to healthcare. Obviously, it comes with challenges of its own. Um, I think the way the debate is structured right now, which is, hey, can AI replace clinicians, is, is the wrong framework to even approach this discussion with. Um, I think the right framework is, can we create a world where AI assists like uh, a clinician who in normal circumstances might be overwhelmed or might be prone to making mistakes just because of human nature. So that is, is, is a big area where I anticipate a lot of exciting development. Um, second, uh, with the advance of um, the, the, the rapid advance of NLP techniques um, that, that, that are coming to the fore in recent weeks even, um, I'm excited to see how that kind of translates to uh, some of the traditional use cases in healthcare, like, you know, chart chasing and looking at notes and summarizing it. Um, so those are kind of two big AI applications that I see. And again, like this should be common knowledge for anyone who is in healthcare. So I don't think I've said anything revolutionary. Um, the biggest challenge, though, is interoperability, right? Like because there are systems that are designed to be closed and um, that just... Uh, kind of limits the impact of whatever you can build an AI solution that design that kind of diagnoses a disease, but unless you can build the pipeline that connects that insight into uh, to the user to both the insurer and the uh, provider that needs to get that insight in real time, your your impact will be limited. So I hope um, the folks that are in charge of building these interoperability standards um, are actually paying attention um, because I think. Uh, this is uh, where we're in a situation which is similar to uh, self-driving cars, you know, like the, the technology is there, but the infrastructure to support them and the regulation to support them has just not caught up yet. Absolutely. 
Um, Saman, thank you so much for, for this. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us about your own background, uh, Sidious Tech, giving us some insight into the, the various problems that you solve within healthcare, talking to us about how you build an, an effective data team and giving us some insight into what we can all be excited about for the future of data within healthcare. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, JP. AI in Action is brought to you by Aulis International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Aulis offer an exec search program. Aulis can help you discover how data science and AI can transform your company. With our unrivaled network of C-suite executives and senior AI professionals, we offer retained search services across the US and Europe. Get the Aulis advantage. Become a member of the Aulis community and enjoy some of the following. AI meetups. Once a month, our community gathers to listen to some of the leading experts in the world of data science and AI. Our speakers come from all over the world, including Dublin, Boston and Frankfurt. We also have our AI mentors. Our experts will provide mentoring to all us members. And don't forget our AI in Action podcast. Each week, we have guests from all over the world talking us through their education, career and more. Become an Aldous member and get the Aldous advantage. For more information and to sign up for our newsletter, log on to www.aldous.com. That's www.aldus.com. Aldus International, empowering through AI.